Anytime you take money from the West, be very careful because that money is ju just never alone. It is something that is meant to suffocate you and twist you and ensure that they use it as leverage to make you toe the line anytime they want you to. Zambia is the latest country to experience this as they borrowed money and because they are unable to repay that money and are trying to get into a debt restructuring deal, they're suffering the consequences. And the president of Zambia says this is equivalent to having a python squeeze life out of you. I say to... President Macron, when we met last time, I visited him, urging him to help us together with China, because they're the two chairs under the common framework to close the debt. We've been talking issue. We've been talking for too long. I said the debt, yes, we inherited it, but again, governments are institutions; they live on, so we have to deal with it. So, I, I use an example that the debt we are faced with is like a python, crippling us in the neck, the ribs, and the legs. So we want this python rolled out of our body as a country. And then we have the capacity to implement the things that we have agreed with uh, the president here and the people of Rwanda, because capacity will be released and not focused on the debt legacy. Thank you. Hello guys, how are you doing? Welcome to another episode of the Conversations with me. My name is Adira Ganga. I am a business journalist by profession and a digital content creator. I come online and talk about black people, Africa, our empowerment, and how we can rise up and take our rightful place at the global stage. Today, I want to talk about the president of Zambia and his very strong remarks on debt restructuring. So Zambia had borrowed some money from the international market and they've been looking to restructure that loan. Different countries go through different governments and different governments borrow differently. They invest money in different things. Some governments embezzle the funds, but that doesn't mean that you will not pay the money back. You borrow all the more you want, but when the time to pay it back comes, creditors do not care if you're the one that borrowed it or not. You have to pay back the money. And so it was time for Zambia to pay back the money, but the economy was not at a place that it could be able to facilitate that. And so the president began having conversations with France and China to see if they can restructure at least $12 billion in debt so that they can have a longer period of time to pay and more fair terms. However, this was not going to be as easy as Zambia had projected it to be. So when you're unable to restructure your debt, it means that creditors are very wary of you because there's a debt of yours that is pending and nobody wants to give you money. And it also means that you're in a state of limbo because all the resources that you're making are not even enough to finance what is all your budgetary needs in the country. And so it leaves a country very, very vulnerable. And that was the position that Zambia was in. And when it began the negotiations, um, it, it was very evident that this was a process that was going to take a very long time. Um, if you're counting, it took three years. And that meant that for three years, this is a country that is constantly having conversations with its creditors and saying, how can we go about restructuring this debt? How can we go about rethinking the terms of, of, of payment of this debt so that we can be able to start paying you back, but also have access to other donors and other funding so we can run our own country? The IMF came out and said of the 3 billion that it was going to give Zambia, 
um, Zambia had to abide to some conditionalities. And part of those conditionalities were the fact that it has to reach a debt restructuring deal with its creditors. And that was when it would release the first batch of 188 million to go to Zambia. This is a very painful condition because it means that of all the places that the money could go to, healthcare, education, um, infrastructure, the money is spending until France and China decide that they're willing to sit at the table with you and agree on better terms. And so we have seen it drag out. And most recently, he was in Rwanda and left Rwanda to go to um, Paris, where they reached an agreement. But the president was very keen to say that excruciating process is uncalled for and unnecessary. Let me also indicate here one of the lessons of our debt restructuring that is applicable to poverty reduction, to climate change, is the issue around speed at which we do things. G20 framework, when we took office 21 months ago, this discussion was already in train. Now we've been in office 21 months. Yes, we're very pleased that it happened yesterday. But for the countries that are coming after us, there is need to expedite the processes. Just that, whether it's, if you like, NH transition, as Senegal was involved, is involved in that, we must just be conscious of time. Every day we don't deliver these things that are within our control. We are basically increasing the cost and the damage gets compounded. I think it's very important. Well, in addition to speaking about the length of time that Africans are given to pay back their debts and conversations about debt restructuring, the Zambian president was also very keen to ask international organizations and lenders to allow governments to invest funds in, in long-term projects that will ensure their better returns. You know, if you just borrow money and you're putting it in quick projects, the return might not be as good or as rewarding as it should be for you to be able to pay back your loan. And that means that you will have to devise other domestic creative means, such as taxing your people to be able to pay back these loans. And so the president was saying, allow us to invest in industries that fetch good value in the market and also explore options of value addition. The chancellor's point yesterday at dinner, repeated today, is so important for us as a global community to mobilize resources, yes, but these resources must be invested to help grow the economies of the less developed countries. Very important, because by doing that, we are creating capacity in those economies to mitigate against climate change and obviously poverty reduction. So value addition, not just with the electric vehicle industry that is coming through, huge industry. It is important, President Macron, that we look at deliberately investing in extraction, critical minerals, for example, in value-adding these minerals in-country. Obviously, that will help the growth side of the GDP, create jobs, business opportunities for the transactional chain in there, if I may call it that. So I think this must be deliberate as well. Rather than generic discussions, we must dive deep into the envelope and begin to say these are requirements, these are needs, these are minimums. And it will mutually benefit, as somebody said yesterday, 
not to polarize the conversation, the North and the South. It would definitely, if it's structured properly, benefit the North, the South. And that's not the debate we must be engaging in, but mutuality for greater good, for a safe world, for a world that we can pass on to the next generation in a responsible manner. Well, guys, that's all I had for you on this episode of Our Conversations. My name is Zandira Ganga. Comment down below what you think, and I'll see you again next time.